Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, space marines, and even mutants and heretics to the Drop Pod. <laughs> Good evening, Ben. Good evening, mate. You all right? You ready to have some heretics on board? No, they, they can sort off. Oh, so the Drop Pod is hurtling towards yet another world, our eighth world, in fact, um, that we are going to take by storm today. So a few things to talk to you about as ever. We're going on to the hobby desk. Um, Ben's been building, furiously building models. I've been losing games um, and trying to paint some stuff and getting a little bit distracted. Uh, into the Galaxy of War. I've had a flick through the Death Guard book. Very, very cool. Um, Going to spend seven minutes talking about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Please don't hold me to that. Um, moving, uh, <laughs> moving into the Mortal Realms. There's Firestorm. Uh, and there's Shade Spire to talk about as well. Um, not loads on that. More about our excitement, believe it or not. We get a bit excited about these things. Um, into the community. So I have been off on a wonder and got an interview out with uh, one of the Games Workshop store managers near near myself. So we will let you have a listen to his ramblings. Uh, and Ben has some comments to make. Um, you'll understand oh, why I. when we get to it. And then finally into those crazy old wilds we'll find something cool to talk about there as well thanks for joining us guys we'll be back soon welcome back guys and welcome to the hobby desk um, but before we talk about what we've been uh, getting up to over the last two weeks uh, I think now is an appropriate time to give a massive shout out and thanks to everyone who's been sending us feedback uh, since we um, announced that we'd had a, a thousand downloads done. Yeah, it's been quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely, guys. It's been overwhelming. Incredible. Um, so, yeah, absolutely overwhelming. If you if you guys are listening, there's probably a high chance that you know that we announced a thousand downloads um and we decided we wanted to spread our ramblings so we've offered uh, a start collecting box set um to somebody randomly picked from those people who like the page uh, by the 20th of october so we put that out there uh, and ben and i genuinely we had a chat we thought we said let's be realistic uh maybe a hundred likes on facebook um on top of what we already had uh, would be would be great we'd be really pleased with that so in the first day we had um yeah. over a thousand likes onto the facebook page uh i rang ben up at about 700 and i think we sat on the phone and didn't really <laughs> say anything for for a little bit of time while we got excited but so, most importantly um, really it, it's it's been the the amount of people that have downloaded the episode and um welcome welcome to um the yeah, podcast absolutely. we hope you enjoy it um Yes, we do. And we really appreciate, you know, people have been sharing it, giving feedback. Sure, many people have shared it with people that don't do hobby, um, just to try and give themselves that extra chance to get the uh, the box set. That's all well and good. Um, <laughs> we don't mind. We just want to spread the word. So thank you so much, guys. It's, well, yeah, as Ben says, it's amazing. Yeah, so um, our, our hobby desk. I have been the most unstructured, mindless, pox walking moron when it's come to my hobby desk this last two weeks mate um i have not had the sticking power to finish anything <laughs> what i've ended up doing um is just uh, flitting between like three or four projects 
but in some way, amazingly, they managed to turn into a pile of constructed miniatures, um, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, so I've been building um, the rest of the 1,500-point army list for um, a tournament that we're going to enter. We'll talk about that later. Um, really enjoyed doing that because I wanted to um, have a, a big chunk of Primaris in there, and um, so I've been putting together the Dark Imperium box set and the Reavers box set, which I am now absolutely in love with, Dan. That box set, they are fab they, models, They man. do look amazing, mate. The, the, you know, the poses that you've been putting up, yeah. I was, t- somebody yeah. posed, somebody um, commented about loving that box, and I replied saying, oh, wouldn't they be great as um, a chapter like the Death Spectres or the Mortifactors? Ah, oh, yeah, I got very yeah. excited about that idea yeah, they for would. about two minutes. I was, like, buzzing. <laughs> Even if you just pinch their helmet and put them on a different chapter, oh, they'd, they'd look great. Because there's enough in there. There's enough in there to make your Reaver squads without mm. helmets, um, and then have enough to make use the helmets on other squads. So if you had like a sort of a reasonable side re- size Reaver se- section of your um, force, you could use the helmets on other things. I've swapped their knives for axes um, and just added a few space wolf bits, and they look really cool. They look really chapter specific so i'm really chuffed with them actually yeah i think yeah. you were saying just before we started you've given them axes to give them that feel and i think yeah yeah i did give i did give the boss man a, a chainsaw to start with and i thought oh that looks really cool and then i sat back and thought well why have they got knives they must have knives for a reason and then i thought well there must it's about them being silent they've got silent power armor so the last thing you want is to spend all that time and energy and product development making silent power armor for them to have them running around bellowing their heads off with a chainsaw going (laughs) doesn't make any sense uh so then i took that off and stuck an axe on and it i'm pretty chuffed with how it looks it doesn't really make any sense to choose to be a space wolf either but it happens (laughs) look we're going to talk about uh, in allegiances, Dan. No, no, no. Before we talk about that, though, robust. I just look, look, no, all serious, very important. Um, William Nichols yeah. posted a picture of a Primaris lieutenant, I think it is, yeah, with the head of the dude from the Stern Guard squad. Did you see that? Oh my gosh, yes. doesn't that yeah, fit that well? It looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, Thank with the with the laurel wreath. That's amazing. So, yeah, yeah, really, really cool, really cool. Dan's stealing that. Now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, so other than that, other than that, I finished. Uh, I built that that wretched scenery, and I'm going to use the word wretched because it is a that is an effort, mate. <laughs> that scenery is an effort. There is a lot of mold lines to clean off. It took me eight hours to clean off the mold lines on two boxes. Um, yeah. Can you not just leave I, them the on? The scenery is beautiful. Yeah, I, you could you could just leave them on. But then I'd know that they were there for the rest of my life, and I'd die whispering about it. Yeah, I don't know why you even said that, mate, because I can't. I couldn't be dealing with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they look great when they're built. I've put photos of them up on Instagram and Twitter. But um, I, I'm a big fan of the old city fight stuff, where actually there wasn't a great deal of mold lines to clean up on those, and you could very quickly construct a, a very nice looking massive building. Uh, these are the exact opposite. They're not particularly big. I, As it happens, I'm not really sure why one of the box sets is £10 cheaper than the other two because they are exactly the same size with exactly the same amount of detail. 
Um, so if anyone fancies enlightening us on that from head office, I'd be very interested because I don't get that at all. Um, but otherwise, uh, you know, they're beautiful kits. They're not that big, but they, God, did they take a time. And I, I was saying to you before we started, I kind of don't want my scenery to take me eight hours to build. Nope. Um, and, unless I'm making a special kind of, you know, display piece or a, you know, really special piece of scenery. Um, then I do, but for gaming scenery, oh man, I'm just not interested in spending eight hours yeah, doing it. I I think um, that's why so much of the MDF stuff foreground, especially with the pre pre painted stuff that you build, that yes. looks amazing. Yeah. Um, get game EU, I think it is, have also got a range of like pre painted scenery. Um, because like you yeah. say, people don't want to spend. Well, I say people. Many people don't want to spend as much time on their scenery collection as they do on their miniatures collection. Um, yeah, unless, unless they, they want, want to. to. And, I, and I think it's really valid. Like, I, I really like all the scenery. And I do dream of one day getting around to doing something cool with scenery. Um, quite like building it. And it is great that there are kits. Let's be honest. It's far better than back when you had to build everything out of egg boxes and a bit of polystyrene. Which you can still <laughs> do if you yeah. want to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, it is a lot. It is a lot of work. But then I suppose if you're if if you're not like us, where you just flip between army or you want to move between armies and you've got a plan for every project, it's another thing you know that's in the games workshop that you can go buy if you run out of like models that you want to yeah. get for an army from games workshop. Yeah, yeah, view, true. What you know? one of the cool things about it is that it's it's very modular you can build that bad boy in practically any way you can imagine um so i did have a lot of fun sat down with tristan and he was telling me how i should build it <laughs> so, um i might have sl- gently guided him um towards the way i wanted to build it i was very very unimaginative and copied the ones on the front of the boxes um because i liked them and i wanted to keep it simple um, well, I got used to the kits because I'm sure I'd do more of them. Well, I thought I would. I'm not so sure now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, let's hear about what you've been getting up to, apart from your Kaiten engine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I knocked his head <laughs> off. It's because I, I, I haven't put him in a case yet, um, which is stupid. You need to do so, that. So, As it turns out, the seatbelt doesn't work. Oh, no, he's perfectly <laughs> safe in the car. That's when, when he gets out. He seems to have asshole. <laughs> um, so he's now he's fallen down the stairs. Right, he was crushed by the eighth edition of the forty k rulebook, um, and he had his <laughs> head knocked off by. Actually, do you know what it was? This is brilliant. I can't believe I didn't notice that. A box. You know the thirtieth anniversary space room we spoke about last episode. Yeah, it fell off the shelf and knocked his head off. <laughs> I can't believe I'd forgotten that. I'm just looking. <laughs> even that space room doesn't even like me. It's ridiculous. So anyway, yeah, I've repaired the Kaitan engine. And then what I've done, I've played some games. I've learned some things and I've remained completely loyal, dedicated and focused to my corn <laughs> collection and improving that collection. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you bailed. I also bought stuff collecting <laughs> <rage> Eldar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, I've um, just like a traitor, just turned your back on your brothers, man. 
Oh, it's bad. Oh, man, <laughs> I just couldn't cope anymore. I couldn't cope anymore. I've been thinking about... So, so if those of you that have, have listened to um, Who Do We Think We Are, you guys all know that one of my first armies or my first real collection was um, Eldar. Um, and yeah, yeah, I loved them. And then I went away from them and I came back to them and I did them again and I did a colour scheme and I really love the colour scheme. It's very in your face, admittedly. Um, really bright edged with yellow but it takes ages to paint and you will know if you've listened to a few podcasts that patience I'm not great with patience on painting I want to get stuff done and on the table Um, I want it to look cool go on Mr Dippy yes (laughs) renowned for for one of my first marines dipping it into blue paint Um, but anyway moving on so I've been but that army Dan that that army is it's something I remember very vividly from when we first met. What, the Eldar um, army? Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, it was so striking that it went in the cabinet while I was working yeah. in the shop. Um, but it, one of the things that has stuck with me from all the way back then till now is that you were one of the first people I had seen in that store, in the cabinet, with an army that was completely coherent. Everything fitted together. There was a really strong theme all the way through the army um and there was no other army that i saw up until that point that fitted that as well as yours did um and it stuck with me um as a really good example of you know just by some sensible color and basing choices because i think it was the base that stuck out as well um you can tie an army together and make them look coherent and and special uh, without you know being in a world-class painter oh yeah i mean i could talk for hours on but how you know your army can look great you don't have to be a world-class painter but keep your base coats neat keep your colors consistent throughout the force keep your basing the same put some tufts on there do something Mm -hmm. with it bloody base your miniatures that's one thing that get that i just don't understand is (laughs) is when people they'll spend time painting but not basing and i know not everybody wants to paint but you know well i suppose it depends what you want to get out of it but a base can really make a miniature it's 40 percent of what you're looking so anyway i bought start collecting eldar um today actually i've sat down with the airbrush and had a crack at the tank um pleased really pleased how it's come out um it's not got the same level of contrast as the army did previously but this time, the goal is to be able to create and put these units on the table quickly, because the reason the last Elder Army sort of ground to a halt is I just I just couldn't cope. <laughs> it's just taking too long. Admittedly, I didn't paint a great deal back when I finished doing that, so maybe it would be different now. But um, the fact that I've I've almost finished a fire prism in a, about a three hour painting session has made me very happy, um, and I'll do a cool yeah, base yeah. for it. Um, I'm just looking around at the moment about transfers to go on it. Um, and uh, stencils. Yeah, and you, stencils. You, I was looking at stencils. possibly putting stencils on. Have you used a stencil before? Because I, I haven't. And I'm quite interested I to use, know how I've well they I've used one of my own. I've, I've, I've made my own. Um, yeah? I made one for the flames on my heresy salamanders. Um, oh, right. And that, that's yeah. quite cool. Um, it took a long time. What did you make it out of? Path. Um so what <laughs> what I did is I went online and I found the outline of some flames I liked. 
put it to yeah. the right size, printed it off. Then I cut it out um, of the paper. And then I basically, I stuck the paper down to some thin plaster card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cut the flames out of the plaster card. So then I had the plaster card stencil. Yeah. And then what I actually do is rather than use the plaster card, I get a strip of the Tamiya masking tape, the yellow tape, and I put the stencil on that and I spray to get an outline. And then I use the tape itself onto the miniature for the stenciling. All right. Okay. It's quite long winded, but it works. Yeah, because well, I mean, your salamander arm looks ace, mate. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is because I put a lot of weathering on. If I, if it, if it seeps or doesn't quite work, I just slap <laughs> a bit of weathering on. Like, oh, a bolter shell must have <laughs> hit there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So there you go. There's a there's a the first time on a podcast. Really, I think we've we've uh, made it clear that Dan isn't just a raging heretic. Um, I know it's crazy. It isn't it? I actually forces. bought two forge fiends. Um, I was really powering into them. Um, I haven't got a lot left to do on them. I really haven't. Um, oh, dude, you've got to finish them. Oh, don't yeah, leave them on your hobby finished. desk. Don't panic. They'll get finished. Don't don't be a Robject. <laughs> oh, shout out to Rob, creator of many yeah. many projects, finisher of. Few, very few, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they all look good. The one, the ones you do finish is are amazing, mate. Yeah, yeah, they're really good, really good. Cool. Anything else, hobby desk wise, Ben? Definitely, definitely. They're, oh yes, so of course. They released it early, and I had a chance to download it on um, Android. Should be out for everyone now. Sudatil's uh, painting app. Um, so, I mean, from right from the outset, it. I thought this thing was. Um, incredibly well made um seems like it's been put together really nicely and um the first thing i went into was the paint kind of um tally so you could there's a part in the app where you can tally your paints the ones that you've got um and the ones that you want and it wasn't that long ago when i'd taken a photograph literally of my paints and gone into games workshop and i was holding it up against the wall thinking which one of these do i need um completely ridiculous but this app would have done it it's just so much easier and it's a it's a really good way of keeping track of when you need to put a paint so if you're running out of paint you just put it on your wish list and you're done um i have only got one criticism so far and that is something that games workshop do seem to do occasionally and i'm not sure why is the picture of the model that they're describing the paint scheme for is definitely not painted in the same way as they're describing it's not and I'll give you an example. The Black Templar that they've got as a picture is uh, is the one that the the tale of many gamers or um, are doing in the White Dwarf. Um, I love that Black Templar army. It's it's really stunning. Uh, particularly like the fact that he's gone for a bone shoulder pad rather than a white one. And um, anyway, the app does not describe how he painted it in the same way as the as the White Dwarf magazine does. So that's a bit disappointing. Um, and might confuse and upset some people when they were just starting out and trying to achieve a, a look but were unable to but other than that it is a phenomenal tool um, oh wow that's I'll amazing be... so i'm i'm just looking at the app while you're talking about it and um yeah it what i didn't realize is if, if i go into the inventory and i tap in all yeah the that's what i've got and then i go yeah. into the bit where i want to know how to paint the model 
when I get to the bit, it will tell me whether I own that paint or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good, isn't it? So what I did find out earlier, though, is there's a really cunning little bit, paint by colour, and then you click on the little um, symbol of a camera, and you can... You can basically capture the color of a, of an object, and it will give you suggestions on how to achieve that color. So I really, so, yeah. So I now know that is if, really if good. I, want, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, if I want to paint something in the same color as a slightly going off Granny Smith apple, I now know. <laughs> I know how to do it, mate. It is. Um, it's quite simple. Uh, all you've got to do, you've got to get some Castellan Green. Amazing. Shade Athonian Camo Shade. Layer with Lauren Forest. And uh, Edge Highlight Strachan Green. And then you've got a an official two peas, slightly going off, <laughs> Granny Smith Apple. Just like in my amazing. in my fruit bowl downstairs. So, yeah. That is amazing. It's brilliant. So, how do you do that? So, oh, you take the photograph. Well, what you've got to do is point the camera at something. And then you press on oh, the screen and it captures the colour. Oh, what should I choose? Um, oh, I tell you what would be interesting. I wonder if it will know. I'm going to try a metallic one. What colour I've painted my Eldar tank? Hmm. The odd thing is, everything I click on, it just comes up saying corn red. <laughs> it's because you're a heretic. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if it had known the colour on the tank, I'd have been amazed because it's actually Vallejo Model Air. Um, oh. Some kind of green. What kind of green is it? Sick green. (laughs) So, right. Probably, I imagine most people didn't tune into the podcast just to listen to us play with the app. But it's definitely (laughs) worth downloading. If you haven't downloaded it, um, and we genuinely haven't been paid to say this, but I don't want you to miss out. I think the first week, every day, they're picking someone who's downloaded the app and they win all of the layer base yep. and shades is it it's like a hundred i think so so yeah you know even if you download it and you you don't like it then you know you might you might still win a bit like if you like a page uh for a certain <laughs> podcast uh, and you don't like it but you might still win <laughs> oh, no, shameless self-promotion <laughs> absolutely so it's time to i just clap my hands sorry ben you're gonna have to edit that out um it's time to move on, guys. We're going to go into the Galaxy of War next. So suggest you guys grab some refreshment. We don't want anybody passing out or falling asleep. You know, we want you awake to write those reviews at the end. We'll catch you soon, guys. Welcome back, guys, to the dark, dank, terrifying place that is Birmingham. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) The the Warhammer 40,000 universe. I am so sorry, all of you who listen in Birmingham, but I couldn't help it. No. So, quick, Ben. We need to talk about Warhammer and be somewhat sensible. No, no, I don't um, believe it. If collecting toy soldiers can be described as sensible. So, what are we going to talk about now? The Death Guard. No, 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 no. Here, you're but... not skipping past. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We need to hear about how you lost your 40k games. Come on, spill the beans.
I'm back. Where did you go? Well, I walked out in a rage because you cut me off <laughs> talking about the death guard to, uh, to, to make me talk about my confession. So, gaming. I have played some games. Um, I've used my corn in battle twice since we last recorded. So I played uh, Ben Chambers and his Eldar army. Um, and then I played Tom down at uh, Big. And he used his rather cool Sons of Ananta. Um, who are his own homebrew space marine chapter? Who use loads of centurion suits? So he's got some really awesome conversions, which are which are very good. So both games we use the open war cards. Um, what I found, uh, I will say right out flat out now, I, I, both games I lost um, by about turn three. <laughs> uh, so it, it hasn't been going well, if I'm honest. Um, the the game against Ben, a bit silly, really. I. Basically, we we had each had a courier, um, one model that we picked couldn't be a warlord who was carrying important information uh, or orders to you know his superiors. If you slew that model in the enemy's army, you won the game. Um, I probably would have been better off not picking a possessed chaos space marine. Although it is hard to pick a model to survive in an army that just runs at the enemy <laughs> and um, gets in harm's way. So on the plus side, I do feel that whatever those vital orders were that that guy was carrying, more than likely they were going to have skulls, blood or slaying in. <laughs> so probably not a big issue that they didn't get through, no, really. No. Um, Game-wise, what was cool? Shuriken weapons. Oh my days. Sixes to wound make them minus three to your save, but really? they threw so many shots out there. Yeah, mate, it's it's amazing. Um, I hadn't picked that really, up. Really That's sick. Cool. Yeah, hmm? yeah, yeah. It's very good. It's very good. Is that all um, shuriken weapons? Al- almost enough to um, make you want to collect an Eldar army. <laughs> if you were so um, and then went down to to Bristol Independent Gaming um, the next day, actually, and played um, Tom. Uh, we used open war again. This time it was a sort of escalating battle. So we had split our armies into threes, into three, sorry. And then the first lot came on in the first turn. The second turn was the second lot, and the third turn was the, th- the third lot. Yeah. Um, diagonal deployment. And to be honest, we both spoke throughout the game and afterwards, and our, I literally just ran at his gun line and died. Yeah, and both of us didn't feel we got a great deal out of the game. Um, perhaps a, you know, a good case for once we saw what the mission was, having a chat about whether we were going to get what we wanted out of that game. Yeah, going back to the because, gaming contract again. Yeah, to to a point, um, and just about not having a waste of time because you know, Tom. Thanks to him, we had a great chat about Warhammer fantastic chat it was really worth going chatting to him um it was great to see his models in in person because i've seen them on the internet a few times it's great to see them in person had a chat about my army as well um but ultimately the the game itself just was a no-go really um i got a a skull cannon into combat that was pretty cool into Uh, combat died (laughs) yeah are they supposed to be in combat yeah oh mate they couldn't hit they can't hit anything it's ridiculous. So, <laughs> following on from that, and 
there, there'll be many that won't believe me, but genuinely, I have been considering the Eldar project for some yeah, time. Yeah, uh, yeah. But this just tipped me over the edge. I was like, I, I just can't keep painting red and because it's not losing the game. That's not. I don't have an issue with that. I've lost many, many games, and many of them have been great fun. Um, the the issue is when it's just it's boring. You know, even Tom said it. It's, it's not tactically out thinking. It's just picking up dice and rolling them. Um, and there is other things. You know, don't get me wrong. There's loads of stuff I can do. Modify my army. Play a different way. And I will do that. I'm building the Forge Fiends. Um, I'm getting some more demons. I'm looking to add some bikers. But you need to mix it up. And having just one like uh current 40k army i suppose because i do have um some ultramarines and an old eldar army yeah yeah it 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 limits you a bit so you know i'm hoping to branch out a bit and then of course we've got this event that we're going to yeah um and that spurred me on to have a go at building and painting the 1500 points of eldar i think it's two months have we got two yeah months yes it's it two months yeah it's about yeah. two months isn't it yeah because i've worked out that i've got 25 models to paint in two months which should be okay <laughs> yeah so if anyone has joined us to you know for tactical knowledge we are um, not your guys and thoughts, <laughs> yeah yeah you, you go back to your search engine <laughs> have another look there's some great stuff out there yeah probably won't find it here <laughs> if we're honest <laughs> Yeah, considering that's the first time I found out how dirty shuriken catapults are. <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> so let's um let's go on to uh, the Death Guard Codex because um you're quite excited about that, aren't you? Well, what I'm excited about is that it's the Death Guard in a codex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that sounds ridiculous. No, it doesn't. It but doesn't. one of the things I think's a real shame in some of the chaos stuff is some of the theme doesn't seem to be there. So, eight. Eight is the number of corn. Yes. Eight. Yeah. Just to remind people, that's eight. Okay? So, having a minimum unit size of ten for demons of corn annoys me. Just It just eats up my soul. <laughs> um, you are an absolute heretic. <laughs> <laughs> it does, though. It does. I'm and, sure it does. Corn's um, digesting it as we speak. It just frustrates me. So so what I love about the Death Guard book is all of its abilities are like seven inches and unit sizes are seven. Yes. Um yeah. it's fantastic. Also really interesting as well, really fleshing out the background. So I didn't realise um until I started reading this that the Death Guard pretty much are still the Legion that they were. They just now obviously are a bit chaotic and um smell um, <laughs> so <laughs> mortarian still organizes his legion as the legion he still fights in a similar way to the the dusk raiders um yeah. and then the death guard which i really like and and it's so cool to see a whole raft of new miniatures it's interesting we were talking about this um the other day where you've got some armies come out and get nothing, but then other armies come out and you just got masses of miniatures. Yeah. Um, 
and and just while they're bringing out new ranges i suppose we saw it a lot in age of sigmar there was a number of books that came out that were just reimaginings of miniatures that were already with yeah. us um, and then there were whole new ranges. I suppose you can't do everything all at once. And if you're going to bring a new faction to the to the game, you've got to give it a good whack with the old new model stick, haven't you? I'm not sure that this is the new faction that they were talking about, actually. There's been a lot of hints across the board about there being a new alien race. Um, it's, quite, it's quite exciting times because it's the first time they've mentioned squats in God knows how many editions as well. So... I doubt we'll see a miniatures range for them. It would be cool if they did, but um, they've been mentioned as an album. So that's quite exciting. Do you know the other cool thing about this codex? Sorry, I, it's not that I'm not listening to you. Yeah, you never listen to me, um, dude. No, I don't really. <laughs> I get distracted. I shouldn't record in the hobby room, that's why. Yeah, the conversation the I other should... day went, uh, I'm sorry for ranting, Dan, and your response was, uh, I don't mind. It means I can concentrate on something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did happen. Yeah. So what's so special yeah, so about the dirty old book? It's green. Okay. The colour theme throughout the book is green. I love it. <laughs> there we go. That's your, that's that's my that is uh, in depth product analysis. Review. <laughs> that that is my heavily detailed review of the Death Guard Codex. Okay. So um, I've got some questions anybody for anybody looking towards us to think about getting us to review stuff. <laughs> the Death Guard book is green. I've got I've got some questions for you. What's that little Diddy tank? What's that all about? The Diddy tank. Yeah. And, and um, what that is that is where the, the that is the natural evolution of the smart car. <laughs> no, really, what is it? Genu- genuinely, so it it is called. Here we go. I think it's this thing. Yeah, the the mythic blight hauler. <laughs> so it basically it drives along, um, sending out fog. I've got a whole image of a of cars four with the smart car turning. <laughs> okay, so sorry, listeners. thanks for joining us. It's probably over fifty percent of you are brand new to the podcast. If you're looking for any sense, you've, again, you've come to the wrong place. <laughs> not here. Ben's actually actually losing it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm back together now. Are you I'm done? done? I think I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. So, so here's another cool example. Look, add one to hit rolls made for this unit while it contains three models. Because three is the the little Nurgle symbol thing. I love it. I think that's really cool, and it's really nice to see the character coming through. Yeah, yeah. So, what actually are they? You know, sensibly. Sensibly, they are. They they basically they they move cover around with them. So units that are entirely within seven inches of them gain cover when making armor saves. Um, they explode <clears throat> on a four plus, which is cool. And again, look, each unit within seven inches suffers one more. Brilliant. I love it. So they're a way of making what is ever already a disgustingly resilient army even more resilient. Yeah, but there's a lot of massive weapons out there, isn't there? So to be honest, (coughs) there's a lot of stuff that ignores cover anyway, but they're cool. I like them. 
No, I think it's in theme because I mean. And the Terminators. Have you seen the Terminators? They've just put up some pictures. Of, I mean, I know we'd seen them already, but they've put yeah, up some yeah. pictures to say these are what's coming next week. Oh goodness me! They are fab. They're really nice models. <clears throat> yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, and when I was in uh, Games Workshop recently, um, doing the uh, the interview for later, I got to see the Plague Brethren. Yes. Um, box set. Oh wow. It's so yeah. much more than you realise. So there's a little booklet in there that talks about the evolution of those miniatures from like concept through to design, through to the process on how they make them. There had to be more because, I, I mean, I said this when I saw them. I was like, Tw- 25 quid for three models. I mean, th- that must be a mistake. The irony um, was, though, that was it not in a previous, not that far before episode, you, we were speaking about X-Wing... And you said, oh, I can't believe they charge £30 for three models. Yeah, but that's a box set with the rules and all of the tape measures and stuff. And, you know, it's a starter's kit. Whereas that was just three... As far as the the White Dwarf article was making out, it it did talk about the pamphlet and, you know, cards and all that. But I don't Dude, know. it's it, really good. And I really I hope sp- to see it for all the armies. That type of thing, like a collector's piece. Even more yeah, no, so, definitely. you know, obviously all the miniatures are collector's pieces, um, but yes. that was it's just a bit special, you know? It's an irritating thing that there's so many products that it's only when I see them in person that I really fall in love with them. <clears throat> like the Reavers, I thought the Reavers were a bit... I mean, I spoke about this when they first came out. I thought they looked like like they were on parade. They didn't. They didn't have the... They didn't have the... The spark that I was expecting from that kind of unit, but putting them together, I'm just I'm changed. I changed my mind completely. I think they're fantastic, and I I, I think I think that with those Death Guard, it might be a similar thing. I find it with a lot of things. It's very frustrating, and if you're a Death Guard player, then those kind of little pamphlets on how those products are made will be they're really quite special. I guess it's just really interesting. Are you reading it now? No, you don't have it with you. No, no, I, I haven't. <laughs> That's one thing I haven't actually bought. <laughs> <laughs> but I will now. <laughs> no, I've cool, got so... I've got an army to to paint. I've, I've ordered my yeah. links from Forge World. I love that model. Yeah. I love that model, yes. and I've always wanted one. And the thing that's held me back is the length of time to paint it. Um, and now that I think I've got a way of painting quicker. That was straight into the cart and on its way. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because um, you, you're actually thinking about building your army list from scratch for the tournament, aren't you? So it's 1,500 points. I am, it um, will be. The only thing that might be in the list that is already painted is a unit of 10 striking scorpions. Yeah. Um, and okay. they were the last thing I painted for the old army. So, yeah. And, and I'm really so happy that's, with um, how they look. That's a fire prism, a lynx, and ten striking scorpions for anyone paying attention. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with some jet bikes, all with yeah. shuriken cannons, um, a unit of ten rangers, because they've got the sniper thing where they can pick out a yes. character, even if it's not yeah. the closest model. Yeah. And I'm just thinking with all the synergies out there, if I can knock off the, the characters that give out those synergies, that would be ace. Um, yes. And a couple of farseers who I was going to have one on a jet bike to get around so his powers could reach, but the, they've 
they've really increased the range of guide from like six inches back when I played to 24. So, oh, cool. If you move and advance, you know, so that's what's their movement seven, I think, Eldar. And yeah, advance even an advanced roll of one is eight plus the 24. So that's 32 inch range on that power. So I don't need to spend 50 points on a jet bike. No, no. Not not when I'm no. trying to make sure I've got lots of stuff. And two units of ten guardians that really should have platforms, but I want more models. Yeah, I mean, how, how are you going to get the guardians there? Because, I mean, the Shuriken catapult has only got a range of 12. Well, yeah, but then the thing is, there are only 80 points for a unit. The missions, well, I don't know what the missions are going to be yet. So you got to have someone to go and hold your objectives and stuff. It's not all about just getting to the enemy, although... I know I've just played corn for two years, but <laughs> okay. yeah, and they are pretty speedy because you because they've got battle focus, so they can advance and shoot. So yes. they're twelve inch range on their guns, but then they've got a seven inch move plus D six advance. Yeah, yeah, plus yeah. twelve. So pretty cool. Yeah, and with that that six giving a minus three rend, that's that's horrendous. Well, that's pretty much on every shuriken thing yeah so that's shuriken catapults as well so maths wise i mean if you've got a, a unit of 10 um the rapid fire so within 12 inches you're firing once each so you're gonna get one maybe two what do you mean within 12 inches you're gonna get shoot once each they're assault two. Oh, they're assault two. sorry i thought they were rapid so fire. because they're assault okay yeah so you're gonna get three a potential of you know if it on, on a normal day, three sixes in that lot. Yeah, well, the, um, maybe more. One, it's to wound though, mind. Ah, uh, it's to wound. So okay. it's so it's threes to hit with twenty twenty shots. Yeah. So you're looking at twelve to thirteen hits. So there's going to be a couple of sixes in there. Yeah. But bear in mind, at the right time, you can you can guide the units that's shooting, so they reroll fail yeah. rolls to hit, and doom the unit that's being shot, reroll fail rolls to wound. Yeah. Yeah. Savage. Hmm. <laughs> Savage. But we'll see. I'll come back from the event and be like, I lost every game. I picked up start collecting Ogre Kingdoms. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going for a, I'm gonna go for my space wolves. <clears throat> um and I'm gonna <sighs> I've gone for a, uh uh put me off my <laughs> Um, I'm going to go for an infantry army, um, essentially because I wanted to get as many of the primary units in as I could. Um. Oi! So I said I'm going to go for an infantry army to try and get as many of the new primary units in as I could, see how they go. Well, you wouldn't be going for a drop pod army, would you? No, I wouldn't, no. <laughs> no. no, that's think, um, It's going to be good to see, and you, you're going to get it all painted? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good. Hopefully, yeah. I think now's a, a good time to um, uh, give a shout out to a young lad who's um, who's kind of popped up on Facebook. Was his uncle was um, asking for some community support for him because um, he's just been diagnosed with cancer. Um, and f- for us, one of the it's one of the most amazing responses we've seen um, from the wargaming community. Um, really, kind of heartwarming. Um, but we'd like to give a massive shout out to Brand. Um, you know, stay strong, dude. Um, because you know there's space walls everywhere. Um, 
and we're all shouting for you or howling for you as it should be said um and in honor of brand i am going to name the commander of my army for the tournament brand um That's cool man yeah it's a big big love to him absolutely so and is there something set up on facebook mate so, so if people there, there uh, is know, yeah so want to help him out Hash, hashtag brands wolves and you'll pick it up on facebook and just about anywhere else but there's um there is a site uh a page called brands great company um brand spelt b-r-a-n-d um s um and they're kind of um organizing the community response because quite often when you have a community response that's kind of this massive it can just end up flailing around a bit so they're trying to make it a bit more of an organized approach to it and uh they're doing a really good job and um, I think the idea is to try and get Brand a great company, which should be cool. That's I don't think it's far off, to be honest. No. Um, I think some dude is um, is uh, just turned up in uh, his Iron Warriors uh, cosplay suit. Looked amazing. Just turned <laughs> up at his... Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that walking into your hospital room. Um, brilliant. It's a great... Ah, oh, that's great, isn't it? A great bit of community. It is, yeah. It is. And, uh, and I hope it's... Um, it was making him feel better. Absolutely. So, um, that kind of wraps up our 40k segment, doesn't it? It does. I think that's everything from the Galaxy of War for this week. Yep. Um, so let's move our way on to the uh, the Mortal Realms. Um, and we will see you guys there. Cheers, guys. Welcome back, guys. Um, we're in the Mortal Realms. Um, I've main- managed to regain my composure a little bit, and uh, we're going to talk about a couple of upcoming things um, on the horizon for, uh, for Age of Sigma that we're quite excited about. Absolutely. Um, so the, fir- the first one, uh, is, we haven't had much information about this, but um, it's genuinely got us excited because when we worked in Games Workshop, um, one of the products that came out while we were there um, was the plastic battle map board. Um, campaign board. Mighty Empires. Um, Mighty Empires. And that got us really excited um, because we I mean, we played huge campaigns. Like you've, in fact, you've got one mounted on a pin board on your wall, haven't you? Yeah, Somewhere. well, I made my have. own in the end. Um, and I magnetised I bought one of those magnetic blackboards and some yep. sheet magnets so you, that I could magnetise each of the yeah. sections. You could do it with the Mighty Empires if you can get hold of one. Um, yeah, but maybe you don't need to because um, on the horizon is something called Firestorm, which we haven't heard nothing about or much about, <clears throat> apart from a two-page advert uh, in the White Dwarf. Uh, and I think they've just had a community. The community site has just released. Yeah, it has um, um, coming next week. So that's quite exciting, isn't it? It's just around the corner. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of massive campaigns based on a map um, where every battle has a consequence and you come out with a with an outcome um and this is this looks like it's it's going to be just that um forging empires box set containing everything you need to run a map based campaign um, but it's all based around the new great cities of of order um so they they it says yes. that they're going to put in new allegiance abilities for some of those cities um probably inspired by um yeah. i think chris peach and then duncan have collected some really nice sort of armies. Do you remember we saw that one at Warhammer Fest? 
in the cabinet. Yes. That yeah, was the themed. Ones, that was really yeah, nice, wasn't that. it? Um, yeah. I've loved that every time it's come in White Dwarf as well, that where they've just kit bashed all the different units. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because it looks almost a bit like a board game, doesn't it? It does. Is yeah. it a board game that you can then also play games around? Because it's got allegiance abilities, etc., for for actual Age of, Age of Sigma. Yeah, so I think it is. I think it is. I think it's going to be a bit like a board game with those cards and everything, and then you play the battles when you actually, you know, meet in combat. Um, and and if what they've designed it to work for anything from a skirmish army up to a full. Brain yeah, I just saw board, that. That's so. really cool. So it could be it could be really exciting, and I think um, Age of Sigma is quite big in um, in my club, so I think that would be a really cool thing to do to kick that off. Um, and the two people who play it most um, play Chaos and Stormcast, so it'd be cool for I, I could play Destruction and and have all of the different you know, elite you know allegiances done. That'd be really cool. Um, give it a go. Something to hang, you know, to build the regular gaming. Around. Yeah. Be interesting to know how you get on with that because I've always loved the idea of doing a campaign, but I find it hard to to gather the people together um, on a consistent yeah. basis. I mean, we talked about Silver Tower um, a couple of episodes back. Yeah, we're still on like mission five, and we've been going at it for five or six <laughs> months because it's just trying to get together. Yeah. Um, and, and also, I find. It's it's finding people that want to get involved, but also having enough people that are going to bring something to the party more than just being a player, which because it's quite a lot of work, especially when you've got other commitments. Um, if you are setting up a yeah. campaign and you're the only person that's going to, I don't know, generate specific scenery or specific rules, that can be quite a big yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah, it can. Um and the thing is, the more you get involved in it, and the more you think about, oh, we need a specific piece of scenery for this, that, and the other, it can become a massive burden. Um, equally, the more you get involved in it, that massive burden does play dividends because the games and the campaign and the narrative are all so much better. Um, I remember when we were in Game Search Shop Plymouth, one of our customers, Alexander, we've talked about before, um, of the Glitterscaven <laughs> fame, uh, he, he, uh, he set up a 40k campaign and had really worked on the behind the scenes narrative so all of the characters the army commanders had a you know developed a personality and were interacting with each other and um the things that were going on impacted into the campaign um i think now with things like social media that could be done far easier than back then when facebook was i don't even know if it was out <laughs> yeah, dear me i don't think it was oh. Well, it but it does look bad, it does look it? cool. Uh, well, I'd, I'll certainly be grabbing it because um, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I me said too, I say that, but if I said I played two games of Age of Sigmar a month, there's no reason those couldn't be part of a campaign. Um, Absolutely, which would be good, yeah. wouldn't it? And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of the the gaming group that I'm in up here have just started new forces. So, hmm. An opportunity, I think. And you could you could run two. You could run two. We just gone from one. oh, it might be yeah, a bit yeah. much to do. No, no, to, no. I'll run one, and now back, you want to run two. Back. Yeah, back to back. So you start off with the skirmish campaign, and and as you build your army through that campaign, 
um, you then end up going into a, a bigger campaign. So you run it a second time through with larger oh. forces. See, it wasn't that stupid an idea, was it, Dan? No. No, Ben. No. no. Congratulations <laughs> on your one good idea so far. Well, a clock is right twice a day, even if it stopped. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> That's a bit philosophical. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so that looks pretty good. Um, can we talk about Shadespire now? Yes, Woo! we can talk about Shadespire. I'm very now. excited. Still. Still, all this time. Interestingly, <laughs> for those that, that you know have listened to a few episodes now, the excitement level doesn't change. You don't just record, no. you know, get excited for the recording. This just is permanent all the time, all the time. <laughs> um, unless I find that the fridge is empty, not so excited. But anyway, so Shade Spire's on its way. Um, now, I just want to speak to you guys about something I want to try and do for Shade Spire, and that is... I want to take you guys on the journey that I go on with a local gaming group with my box set of Shadespire. So absolutely 100% going to be getting Shadespire. Um, good friend of mine, uh, another Ben up here, um, has said he will paint the Stormcast and I'm going to paint the Corn so we can get them done pretty quick. And the idea is in over two or three, um, maybe four, episodes of the podcast uh is to talk about the journey because it's a whole new game so we'll do a bit of an unboxing um and record that then we'll talk about our first impressions of painting the models and what they're like to to, to paint um then we'll do game and talk about that and you'll see regular posts coming up on the facebook showing what that journey's like um just because it's something new um some of you guys may be really excited like me and run out and grab it. Some may be a bit like, well, what what actually is it? So I just thought that would be a cool way to approach a new product, to be honest, Ben. I want to do it and I'd like to share that journey with people. Yeah, I, I've, I, and I'm, I'm probably going to pick it up, actually, because I, I think there's a lot going for it. Actually. It's not the game I thought it was going to be. I mean, when we last spoke, I had um, a Mordheim style game in mm. my mind. Be surprised if they don't do something like that in the future, considering the response for Necromunda, which we haven't spoken about again. I can't believe we haven't spoken about that again, but there we are. Um, I'm really excited about it. There's loads, there's loads um, of really cool things um, about it that I, I'm, I think are going to be really exciting to get. Have you seen with. anything about its um, like the that length of the game, time-wise? Uh, from what I've seen on the internet. Um, it, it appears to be re- relatively quick, but um, because what I like is the idea of being able to just have a have another pick up and play thing. It's why I love Gore Chosen, which, by the way, has gone yes. out of stock on the internet. And I think you said to me, didn't you, that it yeah. seems to be disappearing. So if people don't have Gore Chosen, grab Gore Chosen because, yeah, I absolutely grant you, it's a fantastic deal to get those miniatures. But the game itself is a really good laugh. Um, and it's, it's yeah. even the, the <laughs> what, what I love about it is inside there's the plastic that holds all the pieces, but there's even bits to hold the miniatures once they're built. So it can be completely self-contained. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Mine still has the miniatures in it painted. I haven't taken them out to use my army recently. So I can just grab it off the shelf and go and play with it. It's brilliant. Really good. So I'm liking the idea that. Shade Spire might be something similar, but then you can build on it. Um, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we, we spoke a little bit about this this week, actually. We were talking about um, 
the the club that I go to, um, I try to go every time it's on, um, regardless if I've got anything planned. And we have a couple of games that we just have sort of ready to go if no one's got anything sort of worked out what to do. Um, Outlands is one of them. We'll talk about that later. A game I'm falling in love with, actually. Um, but this is another sort of quick thing that you could have just to pull out. You know, you could put it in the boot of your car and turn up. And if someone's just sort of twiddling their thumbs, go, do you want a game of Shadespire? I think it could yeah. work. Um, it looks it looks pretty self-contained to me. I think that's generally going to be the idea, mate. Definitely. I'm hoping, because there's a female Stormcast, isn't there? So Harriet has been saying there to is, me yeah. about um, painting some miniatures. So I may try yep. and get hold. I, I I want Ben to paint paint them for the, the the project I've been talking about. But it'd be really nice to try and get hold of a couple and see if Harriet would be up for having a go at those and then playing the game. Um, I can't imagine that they won't sell those models separately. They sold all of the models in um, Silver Tower separately eventually. Yeah. So yeah, I can see it happening. Even if it's like a box set for just those three. But I'm massively stoked there's a female Stormcast in there. Um, I was massively stoked there's a female Stormcast in Blight Wars because it's about it's about time, really, frankly. And I know that's going to um, be a controversial topic. Um, but, I mean, does it hurt? It doesn't. She looks absolutely epic. Um, glad to see it. Uh, and, it. And for exactly the reason you've just spoken about, um, because... If people aren't represented, they don't no, want to play. Absolutely. They just don't have the same level well, of interest. Anything, and, um, as I say regularly, anything that helps more, you know, more soldiers get sold, more toy soldiers get sold, and more, more people, people to play, to play against, against um, richer hobby, more secure games workshop, better yep. models. It's it's all good. Um, another, yep. So I'm really excited about the fact that Shade Spire is going to be very structured. Um, so it's going to be, yeah. you know, the number of outcomes is going to be quite clear and the possible outcomes will be quite clear. So the rules can be very, very tight. Um, and hopefully that, that it is designed for competition. Yeah, in a sense, and that, it? it even says that in like, I think the original sort of release about it designed for competition. And I think it's really cool. It's just another great example of how Games Workshop has really opened its eyes to the opportunity of appealing to the broadest range of people possible. Um, yes. Yeah. And different markets, you know, so the miniatures are yeah. colored plastic. So you don't have to paint them to have a very yeah. clear visual. Um, so I think there's a market from Magic the Gathering. There's a market that's playing X-Wing and lots of opportunity there to get people to pick up yeah. something set in the Mortal Realms or in a Warhammer world, which might be the only thing they ever yeah. do. But yeah, it yeah. might lead it, further as well, um, Yeah, which is brilliant. And it'll be interesting to see how they know, approach um, something that's got to be so much more watertight because you won't get so many response. Although, to be fair, actually, you don't really see it anymore in the FAQs where the response is almost a bit sarcastic um with kind of well you agree that with your opponent um you'll get definite answers which actually you have been getting more of which is cool that's great it's just so cool mate i'm looking at i'm sat here looking at the the game so i've got um silver tower dreadfleet space hulk gore chosen lost patrol all lined up um and i'm sure many people have got many many i know you've got more um but you could just grab them and play and be immersed in 
what is a fantastic bit of background and my my um my box sets are many of the old ones. I love the background. I spoke about the background. Yeah, you did. It's brilliant. Yeah. What's interesting is that it the way it's titled implies that this is not going to be the only No, one. I'm sure it won't. Um so it's called Warhammer Underworlds Shadespire, yeah. set in Warhammer Age of Sigmar Realms. Warhammer Underworlds feels to me like it's this is going to be the first of a number of games set in the Underworlds that are, you know, offbeat. And I think that would be cool because the rate in which they're producing these things... I mean, Gore Chosen isn't that long ago. No, it? no. <laughs> it's not really that long ago at all. Um, what you'll end up with is the survival of the fittest, um, which, you, you know, they haven't been producing games at the rate to be able to do that before. But this is this is a... You know, a fairly big product in the sense, the amount of time that would have gone into development. But in other ways, it's not. It's if this lasts for four years and then dies out, then there's no big loss for them. But if it survives, then great. And if they're releasing one every year, and one of those ends up becoming the future Mordheim, um, where people are still talking about it and playing it, even though the rules are long dead, um, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. So you'll end up with yeah. Oh, also, we've seen that we're going to get. Um, fire slayers are going to appear. Yeah. Um, and Skaven. And an orc. They've done an orc. Well, there's orcs. Yeah, there's there's orcs. Definitely orcs. There's miniatures been seen for Stormcast orcs. The undead miniatures, which are just wow, they're awesome. And the yeah, and the core miniatures. And then yeah, there's uh there's Skaven and fire slayers in the shattered glass thing, which is pretty cool. Um, yes. I liked the shattered glass thing, just as, as a way of advertising yeah, it. Oh, that was ace. Yeah. yeah, really exciting about it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Really good. So um, the last thing we were going to talk about was um, how my goblin army's yes. coming on. Since you're massive, I'm so, going to paint 52 or whatever it was. <laughs> 50 goblins in a week. <laughs> Mistake. Um, yeah, so um, I've dug out all of my goblin models and um, uh, found I've got a few squig hoppers, a fair few squig hoppers and netters, um, uh, quite a few wolf riders actually. Um, so probably not enough to do a completely pure night goblin army. And I wondered what your thoughts were on sticking with a, a pure night goblin army and you know getting some extra stuff, or having a goblin army as a general kind of theme. So we spoke about this a bit, didn't we? A couple of episodes, yeah, ago, right at, towards the end of the section. Um, because if if General's Handbook had come out and had um, a Night Goblin uh, or Moonface Goblin allegiance ability, I'd, that would have sold me straight off. But they haven't. They've stuck with um, Iron Jaws and um, and just a general destruction. Mm. So I was kind of hoping there was going to be one for the Moonface Goblins, um, you know, one for the, the Forest Goblins, whatever they're called now. Um, but they didn't. So. Uh, it kind of leaves me a bit open to do what I want, I suppose. So I just wondered what your thoughts were on it before I go rampaging and building I think everything. For me, it's really important that visually the army is coherent, as you spoke about yeah. earlier with my Eldar. So rules-wise, I think you've got to have the diversity because as much as it would be lovely to just do the goblins and squigs, um, that really is is harking back to the old world, and you probably won't get a lot of variety. But if you take your inspiration from yeah. what we were talking about earlier with the cities, so 
the army that that Chris Peach has done and some of the stuff that uh, Duncan has done, you know, it might be that you have a giant, but it's converted in such a way that it fits in as a night goblin giant um, or whatever the theme is you decide. So squigs, for example. So Colin, um, chap up here, he's doing a squig, squig army, a squig theme. Yeah. Um, but if you were going to do that, so for example, you might say, well, I would like to have some mega orc dudes and you might have some with like squigs on the bases and, you know, t- t- something to tie it all together. Yes. But what yeah. I don't think you should do is just pick from all over the range, paint them up as is in the box and you just end up with a mishmash of units that don't look like an army. I purposefully... um. I purposefully painted my night goblins in browns so that they would, rather than black, so that they would tie in better with the uh, mm. other goblins. So, interesting thoughts, yeah. Um, I definitely want to do a giant, and I had thought of having a big moon tattoo on him, um, on his on his belly, because that belly is crying out to be tattooed, be really. Uh, we'll give him a massive, like, moon on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> that would... That would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay, so now to convert a moon yeah. on a stick. Moon on a stick. So one of the things I'm quite keen to do is build that, once I've finished the Space Wolves up to 1,500 points, is build that army up to 1,500 points um, and then start seeking out some tournaments for that because um, I think the best way to learn these games is to really be challenged. Yeah. Um, and... I feel like that's something I would like to do. And I've I've got to be honest, I'm a bit nervous about this tournament in big, actually, because I've never played in a tournament. I've avoided them, frankly. Um, so I'm a, I'm a bit outside of my comfort zone doing that. Um, I must we'll admit, I've never but been think... big into gaming events. I hadn't been. Um, and I was always very reticent to go. But every time I've gone, I've really enjoyed myself. Oh, apart from once, when I yeah. went up, to, yeah. to Warhammer World, and I actually pretty much dozed off in the middle of a game because I'd come from Truro, <laughs> and it was a bloody long way, and I went yes. on, destroying all my stuff, and I was just like, oh, where's the bar? It's right next door, mate. <laughs> but apart from that, I've really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed events, so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so I think that's something I'd like to do. So, um, yeah, well, it'll be it'll I be cool. I, you know, it'll be cool because then each time we get together, because in the new year, I'd really like to do a death army when this new death stuff comes out. Oh yeah. Um, so that'd be good, and then we can uh, then we can fight death versus goblins. Woo-hoo. And they did they did quite well out of the um, general's handbook as well. They got um, yep allegiance abilities for all three kinds. Of death, didn't they? So that that's I got a feeling they're going to yeah, be uh, well used a lot they're, more. They're quite a small faction at the moment, so it'll be interesting to see what they add to them. Yes, yeah. Do you think they're going to? Do you think um, giving those allegiance abilities to the faction is like a prequel to? Well, we know they are, dude. There's been a model released shown. He looks a bit like the Witch King. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. No. Lost at the Nova Open. Oh yeah, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, have to look it up, mate. It's, uh, he looks amazing. There's Absolutely. a part of me that's massively disappointed by that, actually. By what? 
by the fact that they're releasing more death. Because Oh, here we go. Yeah, I'm gonna get salty. I I want elves. <laughs> Flat out want elves. And it's about time and they were rumouring them years ago. Um as, <sighs> years ago. <laughs> right at the start. I was listening to a podcast the other day, um uh, and its first episode was in two thousand and like fifteen, I think. Before no, two thousand sixteen. So just before, just after the General's Handbook um, had come out, and they were talking about there because the, the rumor was there was going to be a, a second box set with the elves in, and that never happened. So <laughs> I, oh, I just need the elves, dude. You should get a bumper sticker that says "I played elves for Age of Sigma before there was Age of Sigma." That'd be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. But no, in in seriousness, no. I mean, the the models in um in Silver Tower haven't helped at all because they're just so nice, and I need more of them because I love painting elves. But as I've said before, when they come, it will be unbelievable. Yes, yeah, it will. It yeah, will you're right. Be really, really cool. Yeah, right. It'll be really good. Oh. And then there'll be a whole episode of me going absolutely ape. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, mate, I think people have had enough of you moping now uh-huh. um, about your pointy ears um, for your fantasy realm. So let's move on. We are uh, next up, guys. It's hail to the community time. So it's time to look out and about, see what's going on in the hobby. Um, if you want to grab something to drink, uh, or a bit of refreshment, now's the time, and we'll speak to you soon. Welcome back, guys, and it's Hail to the Community. So this is where Ben and I go a-wondering and talk to people out and about and try and get you some interesting content that isn't just us rabbiting on so um first off though ben's a little bit excited because i managed to find a picture of the model uh, from the death range that i was talking about in uh the mortal realms and show him so you like it then oh mate it's amazing it really is i mean it's very um kind of lord of the ringsy um but it's just it's captured the new way they're heading with death really really well i love it mm. i love his sword yeah his sword is really, really nice. It's 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 a nice width. It's a nice length. It looks like a proper sword. Um, I think I love it. He's so sinister. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Savage looking. I love the yeah. fact that he's got like rust pock marks in the sword. Yes. Did I mention I like the sword? <laughs> you, you've, you have mentioned you do quite like this. I was going to talk about how cool I like the bit of fencing at the bottom, but the sword is is very cool as well. I think the thing that I absolutely love about it is the uh, is the little hourglass. Yeah, I think that's really cool. It's and cool quite part. sinister in its own way. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Brilliant. Very cool. So, community. There's community. loads of stuff we could say about the community, guys. We've already spoken a little bit about uh, some stuff Ben and I want to get involved in, and how excited we are about the reactions uh, of the community to some of the stuff we've been doing on Facebook. Um, but we also said that we'd like to get out there um, and speak to some people and find out some other views. So as you may or, or may not know, if you've listened to the podcast a bit, you will. I'm up in Bristol, uh, so I'm really lucky. I've got two local 
Games Workshop stores um, and some independents, including uh, Bristol Independent Gaming, who've got a big gaming hall, and Jim down there get on really well with Jim. So I decided to pop into Cribs Causeway, which is probably the of the two, um, the one I visit the most because I work next, almost next door to it, um, and speak to Garrett, the store manager, and just talk to him a little bit about 40k because it's 30 years of 40k, so it's pretty cool. Um, pretty exciting and just find out a bit about what he's been doing in the hobby um, what the store's been doing around the, the 40k universe and the 30 years of 40k and bring that to you guys so we're going to insert the interview now um, and then Ben has some feelings based on some of the stuff Garrett said and let's just put it this way he might not have been the biggest Space Wolf fan Hi guys, um, I'm Dan from the Two Ps, and I'm with Garrett today in Games Workshop Bristol Cribs Causeway. So that's in the UK. Um, it's a store which is in Amal. Um, really nice store, good opening hours, so I can come along and buy my soldiers at sort of quarter to nine in the evening if I need to. I've got a desperate need for some soldiers. And Gares agreed to have a chat to me a bit about his 40k hobby, 30 years of 40k, so spreading the word, word isn't that right, mate? Yes. Yeah. Oh. So how long have you been in Cribs Causeway, Gareth? In Cribs Causeway, about two years now, just over. Um, I used to run a store in Portsmouth before that for for a few years. Been with the company about uh, seven years now. Excellent. Well, we, we knew each other when I worked for GameStop, yes. didn't we? So that's cool. And so, hobby-wise, then, how long have you been, uh, that been is, collecting? That is a question that a gentleman wouldn't ask. A lady <laughs> wouldn't answer. So yeah, thirty years. I I started with Rogue Trader. So. Really? Uh, so it's got to be roughly 30 years. 30 years, same as old, as long as I've been alive. Yes. Not Thanks to make for making you... me feel old. <laughs> Cheers, Dan. That's um, all right, man. So back in the Rogue Trader days then, what was your first 40k model? It was actually the, the Rogue Trader Box 1 Marines. That's kind of what everyone, I think, at that time started with. It was that and the big book. There was no starter box set. Um, yeah, it's quite different getting into the hobby now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, they had their own their own little charm. Um, I think they were ahead of their time in lots of ways as well, because the plastics after them for a long time didn't have the, the posability and the customization that actually those original Road Trader box marines had. Um, now, obviously, they're, they're, uh, it's gone yeah. completely the other way, and you've, you've got such lovely models now the plastic models are it's quite a range so ben who my my lovely co-host ben um he has painted up recently a couple of squads of the old rtvo one as a, a little, little bit of a throwback i saw some good photos the other day so i think he'll put them up have you still got any of yours uh i think i've got some of the metal models from the from back then i think all my plastic ones have have time has eroded them <laughs> yeah time, time has got the better of them time and uh, mother clearing out attics uh, has 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 done for them i think um but I, i've still got a few of the the old marines that i thought were fantastically painted when i painted them back then did you ever uh, dip a model into a pot of paint no no okay well you're there your streets ahead of how i started in painting so that's yeah. very good so you're quite the painter anyway i can see in front of me we've got a rather nice banner from the is this from the new ancient yeah he's from the from the Dark Imperium Ancient is the, the banner that I'm, I'm, I'm working on at the minute for, for in, Ultramarines. Yeah, I was going to say in the colour of the best chapter ever. Yep. Uh, certainly not those Space Wolf heathens. Um, that's no. good to see. Um, and in fact, it was, Ultramarines was the 
But the first Space Marines I started collecting back in Rogue Trader when the only real difference between the different Marines were, was the colour scheme. Mm-hmm. But as a, as a, as a young boy uh, at the time, very, very young, uh, obviously minus one years old, so I'm clearly 29. <laughs> yes, um, absolutely. Uh, I, I wanted to pick a chapter symbol that I could actually paint because initially, being a lot of young boys at that time, uh, goths were sort of a thing and grunge was becoming a thing. So I wanted to do the black ones, which was the Dark Angels back then. But then their chapter single was a sword with wings on it. I was like, I can't paint that. <laughs> and then these guys had a big U. I was like, I can paint a U. Uh, I will be them. And um, my, love of Ultra, my love affair of Ultramarine sort of started there and has continued ever since. I mean, I've got every version of Marnius Calgar they ever made, including the one where he sat down on his chair, sort of like... Yeah, surveying his domain. Yeah. Um, so what do you make of the fact that Marnius has been superseded now by the arrival of Big Daddy? Well, I'm, I'm delighted by right? that, <laughs> because uh, Gellerman is, is, is a beast, the model is just incredible, I uh, loved, loved painting it uh, for the for Gathering Storm, and, and now in 8th edition he's he's rather good in the rules as well. Uh, <laughs> Do you think are you do you like um, playing the game as well then? Okay. Yes, um, I I tend towards more competitive play style, <laughs> uh, and I go to to. You put that very politely there. Um, yeah, and um, ultimately, I think uh, sort of covering some ground. I think you said on uh, episode seven, I talked about as long as people are open and honest about what they want from a game. There's nothing wrong with anyone preferring to, to build the most effective list they possibly can and being as competitive as they can. But yep. don't play against that guy who's, who's new and just, just bought his first tactical squad and wants to, wants to learn about the game, you know? Um, Absolutely, That's mate. why I'm always very keen to saying, so this is what I'm looking for in a game. If someone wants a game like that, come and play me if you don't want that type of game either don't play me or let me know and i will i will change accordingly or decide that i don't want to play you know as long as everyone's honest about it i think that the problem is when people try to play games against someone where they're not they've not been clear what their expectations are and on generally i think it ends up being not fun for either player um yeah it's not actually that much fun when you completely curb stomp someone you can tell they're not having a good time which stops you from having a good time uh, and likewise it's never fun being curb stomped and we all play toy soldiers uh, for a yeah, good time don't exactly we, so. and how we enjoy it is all up to ourselves yeah, absolutely so I'm going to get a picture of this cool banner and get it up uh, may need to spread the word of the Ultramarines and yep. also because it looks awesome so uh, looking forward and so <clears throat> with 40k at the moment obviously loads of stuff going on for Warhammer 40k yeah. what are you most excited about at the moment I mean you've just mentioned Gilliman yeah, I just I'm loving the new Primaris Marines. Yeah, um, I've built a Redemptor Dreadnought. Uh, well, I've built three. Uh, I finished painting one. <laughs> um, I love the posability on it because um, it's, it's one of the things I think uh, Forge Worlds Dreadnoughts have had an advantage of being much more modular in the way you can build them. However, you want uh, the new Redemptor. You can do whatever you want with it. You can do cool poses where he's running, where he's leaping over stuff. Um, and it's just a really nice model. Um, and I just, I find in I'm painting the new Primaris Marines quicker than I was painting the older, smaller Marines, just because the models are just so cool. Oh, well, uh, that's uh, quite just, Anything that's just, quicker, is, yeah. that's my, my bag, that is. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, I do do take my time with you my do, painting. Yes, yeah. But I, I think it's because I'm enjoying it so much. I probably, the actual hours of painting, it probably is taking longer. But 
I'm finding it easier to put more hours in because the models just seem to seem to flow off the paintbrush really nicely. Good. Uh, and what, what have you been doing in the store, or what are you doing in the store to celebrate then that the, this most auspicious of years? Yeah. Well, I managed to knock up one of the. Um, uh, again, t- going back to that speed, uh, one of the veteran sergeants in about four hours that I'm very happy with. He looks very, very cool. Um, and we're just having lots of fun down here at the minute. We've got our, four, we do 40 power level every Friday night for 40k. And tomorrow we're going to have our, um, well, uh, unpainted but a built version of um, Mortarian. Uh, to to show off to the world um, and some of the the cool new plague plague marine stuff and the cool plague marine codex which I'm really enjoying as well uh, looks like it's gonna uh, the the death guard codex is gonna really feel like like death guard I think that's one of the great things they've done with the rules now it it feels like it's embodying the storyline much better than than maybe it has done in the past where every army really feels unique. Yeah, definitely. I suppose in Age of Sigmar they split up the armies a lot, didn't they? And, and gave them more unique stuff. So it's nice to see that flow across, which yeah. is really cool. Um, I agree. I think great one of the things about Age of Sigmar as well is that, again, it's it's the armies feel much more like they say they are in the background from it. Uh, the corn armies just run at the enemy and hack everyone to It's bits. probably uh, best at this point we don't talk about corn <laughs> in Age of Sigmar because I'll just be off <laughs> yes. and, and, and it just go mad. So, um, what we'll do... Because they are if, rubbish. Uh, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No more spending in this store. Right. Um, so, lastly then, looking at 40k, what would you love to see done in 40k that isn't available now or that you don't know about, obviously, because you know everything miles in advance as a game such a store manager. You have yeah. all the detail. I have all the details of what's coming out in the next day, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at the moment, I would love to see more Primera stuff. I would love to see like some of the unique chapter stuff come into Primera, some Death Company, Primaris, yeah. Sanguinary Guard Primaris would be awesome. Corn Berserker uh, Primaris? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I'd love to see some Corn Berserker models. Yeah. Um, Corn Terminators, more more Primarchs on the loose, uh, Big a big Wolfen Russ would be cool, part Werewolf, part Primarch. Russ? All badass. We don't yeah. need anything like that. Uh, no. Well, we, <laughs> we need some sort of dog eater to keep keep everything that's sorted out yeah so, so Gilliman's got someone to take on walks uh, whoa <laughs> so not much of a list then um, but yeah I, um, I just like uh, well we haven't got any Primaris bikers I'd like no, to see them true. you haven't really got any Primaris close combat units so I'd like to see more stuff like that see what like, they do when they get like in Death close Company, like Thunderwolves Primaris were any Thunderwolves that would be cool <laughs> yeah uh, yeah absolutely epic wolves yeah so um, most important question then, before because I've taken a bit of your time, that's right. um, which I really appreciate. What is your favourite podcast to listen to, Garrett? Well, I like the uh, Two Peas in a Pod one. Do you? It's, Do you? it's the greatest sad. podcast, I think, in the history of mankind. In the history of mankind. Excellent. And still will be in the 41st millennium, we hope. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty certain Gilliman listens to it. it yeah, I, I'm convinced. I'm yeah, convinced. he downloads every episode. Certainly the Emperor, because he's obviously already among us. He just yeah. hasn't revealed himself yet. So, Well, that's great, mate. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me. As I said, guys, um, with Garrett in Bristol Cribs Causeway. Great store, great staff. Well, most of them. Chris is all right. Chris is waving at me. So, yeah, head down, have a chat to them. Great stuff on painting, gaming, whatever you want to do, guys. Cheers.
So yeah, guys, thank you again to Gare for doing that for me. He was real busy um, when I got to the store. He was just showing somebody how to do some painting for the first time and running them through their first ever game. Um, but he still made time to to have a chat with me, which was really good of him. Um, ben, you have some thoughts. I can't believe you didn't push him down the stairs for that. <laughs> Le- leading Russ around on a leash. I've, I've never heard such an utter pile of heresy in my entire life and Gilliman leading Russ around on I can't even speak man I'm so angry <laughs> it's unbelievable. I thought you were going to admonish me for talking about um corn berserker primaris marines to be honest well I mean there's so much heresy going on in that interview and you're just playing off each other it's like two happy heretics getting on <laughs> with each other great I must get it's it's funny I, I said <laughs> uh in the interview that I would take a picture of the banner and put up but I um I then walked out of the store and forgot, so I need to go back. I must oh, struggle and go back to Gabe's workshop. What a shame, oh, dude. Goodness, uh, and get a picture um, of that to get up. Uh, I'll try and sort that out before this. No. So, um, in all seriousness, uh, it's, it's great to hear from a guy who's been playing 40k for that long, um, even if he has hor- horrible views on Space Wolves. <laughs> but, um, yeah... I mean, we you spoke about the RB, uh, RTBA1 Marines, um, and he's absolutely right. Those models were light years ahead of their time, um, posability-wise. I think mm-hmm. 2nd Edition took a massive dive when it came to that um, for the plastic kits. So, I mean, I, I really enjoyed putting together those models. Um, uh, it's probably about time I, I put together a series of photographs and put them up on uh, some way or another. But... Um, a couple of things I did want to sort of respond to. I, I really would not want to see a Wolfen Russ. I think that would devastate me, actually. I think that would... I'd be absolutely gutted if that's the way the Games Workshop went with it because Russ was in complete control of the Wolfen. It wasn't an issue for him. So um, to have him come back as some kind of bestial, you know, I use the word mutated, individual he, he has he has actually already returned dude he just got lost and ended up in the mortal oh. realms being ridden by a, a disgusting gardener <laughs> <laughs> no no um I, i'm not i'm not the only one who feels like that i mean there's a couple of um space wolf players that i know who would be really really devastated by that if they did that so um please don't yeah. do that because i can't be coping I'd have Ben on the phone. He'd be flipping out. Yeah. So this is my this is my plea to Games Workshop. Please don't do a Wolf and Russ. I can't. Yeah, can't deal with that. No, no, no. I can't deal with that. But um, otherwise, um, I really liked his um, his version of the of the Primaris Sergeant. Did a really cracking job with it. Actually, it was probably his picture of it that um, was the the thing that sealed the deal for me to go and get it. It was nice to see it. Really nice. Yeah. Good. Well, moving on a little bit. So community, it's really important that we just talk a little bit about community around the two P's and trying to grow it, guys. So thank you again. We did say at the start, but thank you to all those who are engaging and getting involved. Um, Just a massive request from us. If you're really enjoying the podcast um please let us know we love we love hearing (laughs) what you guys think um if there's something you're not enjoying or you think we could do better or something you'd like to hear about let us know that as well because we want to know that um and if you can find your way towards 
you know, making sure you've liked the page, uh, following us on, on either Twitter. Um, we're on Instagram as well. Uh, ma- mainly Ben, as I just mash the keys on my phone, trying to get it to work. Um, and even things like leaving <laughs> reviews on iTunes and Facebook, they just all help get our ramblings to more people. So whether you think that's an appropriate thing or not, it's up to you guys, but that would be great. And, um, on Instagram and on Twitter, we've been setting up and using some hashtags. So if you've played a really awesome game and you've got some photos, those sort of things, Ben and I love to see. So it's hashtag two P's gaming. If you've been playing some games, you've got photos of that and hashtag two P's painting. Um, if you've got a particularly cool model, you'll notice we do sort of model of the day every couple of days. Um, and it's great to see models for that. So if you pop stuff into hashtag two piece painting, you might see one of them come up in there. Ben, you, I know you've been, um, making sure sort of Twitter and Instagram are moving. Is there anything key that I've forgotten there for the guys to make sure they can get involved? No, just that you, you'll find us at the two piece podcast. Um, that that's both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we're both pretty yeah. new to both of those. Um, so you know bear with us but um it's all about the whole thing the whole reason why we're on those mediums is to is to see what other people are doing we absolutely love seeing other people's games other people's models um and hearing about um what people are getting up to because we're big fans of the the wargaming community um we think that there's so much talent and so much um energy um in it that it, it kind of uh, oh, uplifts us amazing. And, uh, and drives so us to do things like this podcast. So those people that listen to um, Who Do We Think We Are will know that Ben and I have done this mainly because it gives us a chance to chat. Um, every couple of weeks we have a chat. We want to talk about what it's like being, you know, doing a hobby and building it around a family. Yeah. Um, but, and, and mainly we just we just love talking about war games. Um and if we record it and put it online, we can tell our wives that we're actually doing something sensible-ish and, and just have a chat. Um, <laughs> so there's genuinely no, no other motive, really, guys. It's just Ben and I chilling of an evening, having a chat about the hobby. So it really is inspirational how much you guys are interacting and um, and getting involved. So thank you for that. Um, talking about interacting, so I was... When I was at uh, Bristol Independent Gaming recently, chatting to some guys who are setting up the Chaos Cup. So it's a Blood Bowl um, event that they're going to be doing. Yeah, so Blood Bowl need. They've asked me about getting involved. I I have to try and find some time to squeeze in some Blood Bowl. Um, But if anyone is in the Bristol area, they are looking for people. So if you're listening in um, and you want to get involved with the Chaos Cup, um, just get in contact. Uh, Probably best because it's a secret group. So... If you contact us um, through the two piece page, I'll make sure to get you you guys linked up so you can play some Blood Bowl because I, I know there's a lot of people very passionate about Blood Bowl. Oh, isn't it um, just? It's a great game. Absolutely. And don't forget as well. And I'm really sorry to just hammer with the uh, promotion, but up until the 20th of October, um, you've got a chance to for you and to get your mates to do it as well to like the two piece page, um, and we'll be giving away a box set the start collecting box set to one randomly picked person and we just have to do a massive massive thank you and shout out to to jim at bristol independent gaming because ben and i had decided 
you know what, we'll chuck in uh, in the UK, it'll be 25 quid each and buy this, start collecting. Um, but Jim has really, really kindly come forward and um, uh, and donated it to to help get the peas out there and, and chatting to people. So that's pretty ace uh, and he definitely deserves a shout out for that. So thank you, Jim. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Really, really appreciate that. That's really cool. So uh, I've uh, already allocated the 25 towards something for me Eldar. <laughs> <laughs> so um guys that's the community um bit of a snapshot a uh, bit of something different let us know what you think we're going to move on to the final segment which is into the wilds um we'll catch you again soon Hi guys, welcome back, and uh, we take our strides out into the wilds where we talk about um, just about anything that takes our fancy, really, because um, uh, although Games Workshop stuff takes up most of our time, we do come in contact with other things, um, and we do play them, and we enjoy them, and we want to talk about them. Um, so this week, I'm going to have another chat about Outlands, because I've been playing, I've actually played nothing but Outlands this last two weeks, Dan. Mm. Um so our club has uh, uh, was kind of had a sort of a, a rule that, or an unwritten rule that if they, we didn't get anything organised, um, uh, we would um, have Outlands as a kind of backup game um, to uh, to sort of have something to do when you turned up. Um, and the more I play it, the more I enjoy it. Uh, it's a really cool little game. Um, I don't know if um, I've spoken about the details of it before, so I thought I'd have another sort of chat through it. So it's basically a small skirmish game set in the world called Paradise, um, which is a sort of post-apocalyptic um, or run-down outer, outer rim planet. Um, and you play with just five models, um, and it's a action-reaction style game. So if you have the initiative, you get to make actions. If you fail to make those actions, then your opponent gets to make reactions, um, and they can store those up to the end of the turn and use them all at once, or they can use them as the game progresses um, and you level up your gang in between in between missions and the primary goal of the mission is to uh, is to collect spice which uh, you can sell or use to upgrade your equipment so it's all quite a simple premise but it leads to some really tactical um, really quite tense moments where you're trying to work out uh, what you can do bearing in mind you may not get a chance to respond predictably mm. which is um, quite difficult actually because I mean, like the last game I played, I set this whole situation up where I thought it's great. I've got plus two initiative for the next for the next turn, so I should be able to do. I should be able to get the initiative and do what I need to do, and then I rolled a one, <laughs> so I didn't. Uh, and and he got to make a whole other turn, um, which can be really challenging. And uh, I'm really enjoying it um, as a kind of um, a quick pick up game. I, I, I'm very I'm really impressed, and I can't I can't rate it highly enough actually at the moment. It I'm never really matters it. on the game. A one always gets you. <laughs> it does, yeah, it does. Um, the, the, the games I played um, on Friday, my gang leader has a chainsaw, uh, a chainsaw, uh, and she, I just thought, in the moment of Space Wolf, um, ran up this bridge to engage uh, his gang leader um, and got in a, <laughs> a massive brawl with him on the top of this bridge. Um, and then his... His mate joined in, and then there was two versus my gang leader, and she held him off. Um, 
And then I managed to get another one of my team members up there and, and finish the pair of them off. It was pretty brutal, um, but really tense because for a moment when he charged in the second gang member, I thought, that's it. She's gone <laughs> for good. <laughs> uh, but um, no, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. It's um, quite good and... to have a pickup game, isn't it? Like, uh, So if, if like you say, you haven't arranged something, you still get yeah. that that game in. Yeah, definitely. Um and it's really cool playing with the guys who made it. Yes. I think that's that's really really special because then you can hear about why they've made some of the decisions and what their feelings are on it and um you know, and it's quite stupid because I was like, Oh, you know what you should have? You should have ghillie suits for snipers, that would be really cool. And he's like, Um, yeah, it would. They're in the book. <laughs> so, um, uh yeah, love it. Great. And what's really cool about it is the scenery. Um is 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 that kind of post apocalyptic or run down kind of genre of scenery. So it's really gonna cross over for me for uh, Fallout uh, when that comes out and Necromunda when that comes out. So uh, I'm I'm working on a kind of industrial sort of wastelandy set of scenery. Um hence the massive scenery building extravaganza this today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh and they'll all you know all cross over, so I'm quite excited about it. And I've picked up do you know I was talking about Reaper Bones a couple of weeks ago? Was it last week or two weeks before? Yes. Reaper Bones. Um, so um, Ross, uh, one of the guys who made the game, very kindly gave me five Reaper Bones um, sci-fi models for it. Um, so flexible plastic, really cool models. Um, and as a result, my rule book and my models and my gang sheet fit inside a plastic slip sleeve. So that's just how easy it is to pick up, literally. Just grab it off your shelf. Oh, well, that's good, isn't it? I think so. I think it's really good. Um, so, yeah. Um, made by Shades of Chaos Games. So, if you're um, if you're floating around the internet, I'll put up some links to that um, so you can easily find it. And sort of tying into the community, at the moment they're running a promotion uh, where um, they're, they're quite big on interacting with the community, actually. So... They're running a promotion where if you play games and collect relic pieces, you can cash those relic pieces in for a limited time available special weapon that they announce on the internet. So, you you know, today they've announced one that was um, named after Ian Henderson, Hendy Badger. Um, I think it's called the Dirty Badger or something like that. Um, and it's an assault <laughs> rifle. <laughs> and it's an assault rifle. Um you know, and you can you can trade in your relic points for it. So, um, if you're interested in getting involved, uh, then head over to their site, check it out, um, and start collecting your relic bits so you can get those special weapons. That's cool. I know you've been really enjoying it. I definitely, I when I get down at some point, it would be great to to have a go. And it kind of, it's kind of caught me by surprise actually, because you know when I first talked to the guys, I said, "Oh, what do you play?" Um, and they were they told me the games that they played, and I was like, well, mainly at the moment I'm interested in 40k and Age of Sigma, and because that's all I've got time to play and paint. Um, and Ross was like, oh, you know, we play Outlands as well. It's a game that we've made, and it doesn't it only takes five models, so it's it's not a big sort of investment. Um, and so it has sort of taken me by surprise because I wasn't looking for a new game. No. Um, and when you're not looking for a new game. I always approach a game with a bit of sceptical kind of reservedness because, you know, I'm like, oh, oh, do I really want to get into this? Because, you know, more time, more energy, um, 
that I don't necessarily have. Um, and actually, uh, <laughs> I've just I've fallen in love with it. Um, mainly because I think the guys are really passionate about it. They're genuinely passionate about it. It's their baby. Um, and that just rubs off really quickly. Um, yeah. That's good. That is good. You're going to share the links, yeah? I'm going to share the links. I'll share the links to the Outlands community and I'll share the links to Shades of Chaos Games because they are working on other games, sort of spin-offs of the same rule system. Yeah. Um, one of them is a zombie game um, called... Because they use the Rise system. The, system, the game the mechanic that he's developed is called Rise. Um, and he's called it... They call it Rise of the Dead or something. It was a pun on that. But... Um, from what I can work out, every turn, if the more noise you make, uh, the more zombies appear. Um, and it's not many, but then, you know, they were showing me pictures of the game where they've managed, players have managed to get themselves in a right pickle where they're like standing on a, on a, um, a shipping crate with like 30 zombies surrounding them. (laughs) 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 What do you do? Um, and it just looked really cool. Um, so, you know, they're, they're working on other things. Um, uh, so I'd keep an eye on them because I think actually, you know, they've got a lot going for them uh, and this game's got a lot going for it. So um, you know, I'm happy to give it two thumbs up from me. Cool. Good, good. Well, have you got anything to talk about in the words? No, I'm not a very wild person. Uh, they call you a, a, a vault dweller in Fallout, you know. Would they? Person who just yeah, you just stay in your vault and don't go out into the wastelands. Yeah, and... but it's not. I want to go into the wastelands, but there's a lot that needs doing in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> needs patching up. I'm I'm just just looking around just now, and I was thinking, right into the wilds. Oh, there's a cool box. I've got a the Waterloo starter box set from uh, uh, Black Powder um, and Warlord yeah. Games. Yeah, it's yeah, got like yeah. 144 guys in it, and it looks really? amazing. French and British, <sighs> but when am I going to paint those? Just makes when did me you pick sad. that up? Oh, I don't know. Six months ago, I've opened really? it. I've had a look. <laughs> it looks good. I've always wanted to do a um, a red coat army. Oh, mate, it looks so good. So I know you're going to say, "Oh, you're talking about Games Workshop." I obviously love Age of Sigmar, but what I did love about 8th edition was the ranks and stuff. And I I do, I love the visual of Napoleonic war games. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to do that. But that is not for now. Um, I have got an Eldar army to do um, and a corn army to refine considerably. Slash, throw in the bin. <laughs> so, throw it in the bin. No. Right. <laughs> so, I think that's us. Um, enough ramblings for another couple of weeks. Uh, when we are going to be coming back to you for episode nine, which is pretty exciting, really, isn't it, Ben, that we've got, we've got up to episode nine? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised we've managed to get through the whole of episode eight without you making a mention of it being a corn eight episode. Do you know why? Because I knew that ultimately I didn't need to mention it because the darkness <laughs> in your soul would see you mention it in the end. And I have been proven correct. Guys. Well, now we're past all those numbers. We're just into the clear now. <laughs> done seven. We've yeah. done eight. <laughs> How much worse can it get? 
Well, yeah, absolutely. Mind you, Zinch's number is nine, so we might all spontaneously change into something different next week or next two, what, you mean like two weeks. Time. Spontaneously changing your army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's time for us to go. Thank you very much for joining us. As ever, any comments, anything you want to say at all, please let us know. Have a great couple of weeks. Have a great time with your hobby, guys. Catch you later, guys. 